0: Welcome back to 55 in Maine, a Disney podcast. On today's episode, Mark and I discuss Disneyland at nighttime and how the experiences at night differ than the day. We also talk about the special nighttime shows that make Disneyland so special. So join us for another great discussion about Disneyland at the intersection of 55 in Maine, where all roads lead to Disney. Welcome back, everybody, to 55 in Maine, uh, a Disney podcast. Uh, this is where we just talk about all things Disney and our, our Disney fandom. Uh, I am Spencer, and I'm here with Mark. Uh, and Mark is on the phone again today as we r- remain in quarantine. Uh, but we're gonna come back today with a, with a fun show. Well, at least fun for me. We'll see if it's fun for Mark. <laughs> uh, but uh, what's our topics today, Mark? Our topic is nighttime. Or is it nighttime entertainment? Right. Nighttime? Yeah. Entertainment, okay. Yeah. So our, so nighttime shows entertainment, yeah. um, that, uh, at Disneyland. Uh, and so, um, one of the things we've talked about in previous episodes, Mark, is the fact that like after dark, like there's a, there's a different feel to, uh, to Disneyland. Um, it's, it's not the same as, as being there during the day, uh, and so I think one of the bi- biggest examples of that is uh, is Carsland, right? Carsland is, v- is very oh, yeah. very different at night. So, like, what do you think just in general about, like, just the nighttime kind of vibe and atmosphere of Disneyland?
1: Yeah, so to me, the typical Disneyland day starts off with so much hype and energy, you're waking up early, you're getting to the park early, you're there when the rope drops, you do a ton of rides between Eight or nine a.m. and like eleven and twelve, like you just boom, 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 and
0: then there's twelve to like five, which is rough. Which, which that's is, a slog. Yeah, it's hot and the crowds are really big,
1: and little kids are getting grumpy, and it's just it's hard. And then when nighttime rolls around, the weather gets cooler, the sun's not so bright anymore. You just get a second wind, and then you just kind of have this energy. That, that comes with the cooler temperatures and stuff, and then the different view of the lights turning on. Yeah, and so I think it's, when you take the whole day, like, I, I, if you went to work and went Disneyland at nighttime, I don't know if it'd be as special as, like, if you were there all day long and kind of see the evolution and the different, like, energy you get. So to me, it's, it's kind of like that second wind I love.
0: Yeah, and, and to me, it's, it's, it's so much about the lights, you know, like the and, and there's different there's different levels of that too. When you think about I mean, I think one of the best examples is the lights on Main Street and you you, you kind of feel like you're in a different time period. Uh, you're in kind of that turn of the century town. It it, it almost feels like you're out on the town. You know? Um, it, there's this there's this nightlife that's happening all around you. But then like you, you turn that corner into uh, into adventureland and there's there's some really cool lights, but they're different. You know, they're the yeah. they're like the tiki torches, and it's it's a yeah. whole different kind of feel. Uh, even though it's even though they're using this, this lighting system, it's it's so different. You know, it's so unique in, in each land. Uh, and and you've talked many times about Critter Country and how there's very few yeah. there's very few lights uh, in in Critter Country. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, the the nighttime atmosphere. Uh, is is definitely a big part of of Disneyland, and when you think about, I know one of my favorite things growing up, going to the parks, especially as a teenager, was, yeah, we're gonna spend all day at Disneyland, but man, I get to be I get to be here till midnight and walk down yeah. Main Street till because like yes. cause they leave they kind of start kind of moving you out at midnight, but you can kind of lag behind and they they keep Main Street open so you can obviously buy more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but like there's times where you can be there till like 1 a.m. You know, and it's uh-huh. and it's just this uh-huh. it's just this special thing that you don't really get to do elsewhere. You know, uh, and so it's just this kind of uh, Disney magic that you don't get to experience at, at like if you just go to like a normal amusement park or a normal playground in your in your hometown or even like <laughs> even like you you go hang out at the mall, right? Like it's yeah. it's just it's totally different. Yeah, and if if you're Disney fans like
1: us, you you notice the differences from land to land with like the architecture and the music and the way that the plants that they have. Like you notice that, but maybe some people don't. But at nighttime, it's just so obvious. Like you said, to notice there's big neon lights, and then there's tiki torches,
0: and then there's cool lanterns, and it's like you can more easily see the different theming going on with the, the lights. It's a little more obvious. Yeah, so um, Disneyland, um, we've, we've talked about before in our episodes about the history of Disneyland. Disneyland opened in, in 1955, and uh, they had some nighttime stuff back then, but it really started kicking in in the 1960s, um, oh. where uh, they had like a lot of concerts, uh, uh, during nighttime, which I wish they kind of still did, which it's kind of gone away a little bit, uh, but they would bring in like like bands to to play, um, and then that's when grad nights started. was was in the was in the sixties, and so they really ca- kind of started um, kind of really going forward with nighttime activities and nighttime uh, shows and specials and, and events, uh, kind of in the sixties. But um, there's a long history of fireworks. Uh, shows uh, at, at Disneyland. Um, I was, I was trying to do a little bit of research uh, as well, but like the first, like, true big, uh, main event fireworks show was actually in 1959. Um, or excuse me, 1956. In 1959, um, that's when they built the wire, uh, for Tinkerbell to fly across. Wow. Um, so that's been there. For you know, almost sixty years, or now now sixty years. Wow. Um, so like, this has been something that like they've they've really kind of planned out and really invested in is is especially fireworks. They've had a number of fireworks shows over the course of uh, of of the time at, at Disneyland. So um, what do you think about like just the fireworks and because I mean you grew up in Anaheim. And you've talked about, like, actually seeing and hearing the fireworks. So, like, what do you think about kind of some of their firework shows? I remember as a kid thinking it was such a big deal. Because growing up, fireworks was 4th of July and that's it. Yeah. But now it feels like you go to a college
1: football game, you go to a baseball game, they always have fireworks, you go to a concert, they have these crazy pyrotechnic stuff. But I remember thinking, like, this is a big deal that like, you get to see fireworks and it's not 4th of July. So remember that being really important. Fireworks are cool because with the parade, if you don't have a good seat for the parade... You're not going to see much at all, but I mean, those fireworks are so high in the sky, you can get a good view from pretty much wherever you're at. I really appreciate the newer fireworks because they incorporate the fireworks, but then we'll probably talk about this later. They do these really cool projections Mm -hmm. on the castle. And uh, the one that I remember was blown away by is they did uh, fireworks connected to the rides in the park. And they had Haunted Mansion music and projections and fireworks like all in sync. And they had Small World and they had Indiana Jones and they had Space Mountain. And and it was like going through the Disneyland rides through fireworks. And that's the one I saw where I was just blown
0: away at how good it was. So I'm wondering, like, when did you see that? Because I'm wondering if that was like, because over the course of, of the years, they've done like special fireworks shows, especially around like anniversaries and stuff. So like they did a big special um, fireworks show um, called like Remember, uh, okay. and it was it was for the fiftieth um, the fiftieth in, in two thousand five. Is that maybe when you saw that? Totally could have been, yeah. And maybe
1: like since it's fifty years, they'd be going because it was very little about the movies. It, it, was, it was about
0: the ride. That's why I really loved it. So that's probably when it was. That's super cool, man. Uh, like yeah. I think one of my I think my favorite aspects of the fireworks show is the music. I love that they incorporate the Disney music in with the, in with the fireworks, because that's like one of the, I think the special things about 4th of July, it's not just the fireworks, but it's the patriotic music and, and, yeah, and stuff like that. Uh-huh. that goes, that goes with the fireworks. Uh-huh. So I, I love that they incorporate the two and mesh them together. Uh, and it really brings a special quality to, it's not just watching fireworks. It's watching Disney fireworks, you know? Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, I just love that. Have, have you ever been um, to the park, like, on Fourth of July, or something like that. Where? Have you? No, I've I've never been on Fourth of July. The other day, I've always wanted to go. Is uh, they do a special fireworks display for July seventeenth? So Disneyland's you know birthday. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never been. So, but I know they do these these special, uh, special event fireworks show that are different than their normal. So they do a Christmas one usually. Mm. They have like they have Halloween one too. So have you ever seen any of these these kind of special event type of fireworks shows? I haven't. I would I would love to see one of those. The the problem I think with the
1: Christmas one though is I can think of several times where I'm jacked up for fireworks. We got our mm. spot. We look up and the announcer guy says it's too windy for the yeah. fireworks show. Please come back, you know. And then eventually it just it's so windy it never works out so it's one of those things where if it's a wintry night that's cold and rainy or windy it's not going to happen so um i've never had a chance to to see one of those
0: now with your kids do do they like the firework show is it something that (laughs) like yeah is it something that they hate or okay is it the noise
1: yeah it's 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 the noise that that does it and A couple years ago, when we went, they had they didn't have fireworks because I think it was too windy. Mm
0: -hmm. But they had the
1: projections on the castle; like they could
0: still go on with the show. They just weren't. And they they just played the they just played the music. Yeah, they played the music and they put
1: the cool projections on the castle. And my kids love that. So, like maybe maybe would it would it be better? Do they do fireworks every day during the summertime? I think they
0: do. I think they do it every day.
1: Every day. Wow. Yeah. Maybe, like, on non-peak days, they could still... Because I'm sure it doesn't cost that much money to just put on the projections. Yeah. You know? So, like,
0: I, I really like that. And my kids really just like the projections part. Yeah, I, I read online that Disneyland is the largest uh, consumer of fireworks in the world. <laughs> sure. <So. laughs> um, yeah, I, I bet. <laughs> um, so, like, are fireworks... Like, do you put that into your day or like, cause I, for, for my family, um, we like the parades, but they're not something, they're not something that we put in like schedule into the day. If we happen onto a parade and find a good spot, that's cool. Got but it. some of these other nighttime shows, uh, like Phantasmic and stuff, we kind of plan that out and we like, yeah, we want to see that. Are the fireworks something that you kind of schedule in or is that just something that is random or like, oh, we'll watch the fireworks tonight or or that you don't care about? I think we we do
1: plan them, but it's a last-minute plan. If if you're doing fantastic, you got to like figure out, okay, we need to be there 45 minutes early, stake it out, where fireworks is like, I know it's happening, I can just sneak my way, because you're just looking at the sky. You don't really need to stress about where you are situated. And so it's, it's something we do plan, but it's definitely a... We got five minutes.
0: Let's head over to Main Street as quick as we can. One of those deals. That's cool. Um, so uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about a couple of the parades. They're nighttime parades. Yeah. Um, because most of Disney's parades are during the day, right? Because parades are based on floats and being able to see the floats, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, they have one parade, nighttime parade in particular, that's very very famous. Um, and that's the uh, Main Street Electrical Parade, yes, which ran uh, from 1972 to 1996, uh, and then it was brought back several times. It it was in Florida for for a long time. They brought it back to Disneyland as like a special thing, um, and then they they moved it over to California Adventure, so uh, people would spend more time there uh, and get you know some of the crowds out of Disneyland. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, the Electrical Light Parade has a lot of uh, nostalgia for people. Uh, It's it's not one of my favorites Mm. because I think you know I was a little too young to really get hooked by it and really have like sentimental attachment to it. I mean, I I liked it, and I and when I went to Disney World a few years ago, I really appreciated being able to see it again uh, because it was in Florida. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts on the Main Street Electrical Parade? I love it. If, if we were doing a typical top five episode, it'd be number one okay. on my
1: list. It's just so cool. And the, the the lights are incredible, especially at nighttime. And the music is really iconic. I mean, it's one, to me, one of the most underrated Disney soundtracks
0: is the Electrical Parade song. Mm-hmm. It's
1: kind of one of those that gets bored in your head a
0: little bit, like Small World. But I still, <laughs> I still enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: boys and girls, Disneyland proudly presents our spectacular festival pageant of nighttime magic and imagination, in thousands of sparkling lights and electro-syntenagnetic musical sounds. The Main Street Electrical Parade. have a really good moment attached to it so when we got our passes we wanted to see it and we kind of got in line early got a good spot and then this one like lady just kind of jumped right in front of us and like elbowed us out of the way and like kind of got right in front of us and then someone else next to us was like you can't do that and we didn't want to cause a fuss but the person next to us was like really upset that this lady cut in front of us. And so she was kind of making a scene on our behalf and then a worker was passing by and wanted to kind of resolve it. And so the worker took my family and just kind of nodded at us, lifted the rope, and we got to go sit in the VIP seats of the show, which are on folding chairs and they're like right on the hub. And we just had like the best view ever of the electrical parade. And we saw the whole thing from there and I just think maybe because I had that moment which one of my maybe top five favorite Disney moments ever associated with that parade that might be a big
0: part of it too that's awesome yeah that's it yeah. anytime you can get one of those like special moments and it, and it yeah. connects and it connects with something like that like the show yeah that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a that's a great memory so um, yeah. I, I, I read uh, online the uh, <laughs> the electrical parade. Uh, used over six hundred thousand lights uh, oh. to uh, to illuminate all the different floats and everything. Do you do you remember having a favorite float? I remember the dragon. Okay. Beach yeah. dragon mm-hmm. was really cool. And I don't know if it's the same one
1: since like the seventies or if they have updated it, but I just remember all of them were fantastic. We're like really, really well done, but sounds like you're not a huge fan. Is there a
0: reason why you're not a huge fan? Yeah, I mean, I I like it. It's I, I enjoy I enjoyed watching it when I did, but um, it was just something that that didn't I don't know hit me a, a, as much. Hmm. There's another one that we're going to talk about later that's would be my number one, um, yeah. one of the shows, but uh, which has more of a sentimental attachment for me. But sure, um, I just I, the my favorite part of the show is is the uh, uh, of the parade is, the, I, I don't know if it's the, I think it's the final float, but the, like uh, the America float with like oh, the bald yeah. eagle. It's like this huge bald eagle. And that it's is got rad. like, that is like cool. the, I think it's the declaration of independence. And it's just like this, like long, it looks like the, like a folded document, you know, and it's just red, white, and blue everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I just, that's probably my favorite, that my favorite cool. memory. I that. Yeah. So the Electrical Light Parade, um, they got rid of it for, for a while because it was kind of passe and they wanted something new. And, uh, they, yeah. you know, they went through different uh, iterations of, of uh, different parades for, for night. But one of my favorites uh, that premiered in 2015 for the 60th Diamond Celebration was the Paint the Night Parade. Yeah, this is, was a good one. So it's it's basically the same concept as the Electrical Light Parade, but instead of electrical, it's all digital. Uh, and so uh, I just love that. Like, we went uh, to Disneyland. That was when we had our pass. And so uh, we went, like, I don't know how many times we went, but we saw the parade a number of times, and it was it's fantastic. I love that it starts with, with Tinkerbell and it ends with Mickey. And um, it's just some really cool technology that they use. Uh, digital led lights and stuff so did you did you see the the paint the night parade we did loved it the part
1: that really out to me was the, the big truck yes cars
0: yes it was huge it was like the size of a real truck and it had <laughs> cool like eyes and it was the biggest
1: animatronic thing i'd ever seen it was so cool everything about that
0: was incredible. Yeah, and then they used some special technology too where um, you could get you could buy and this is perfect Disney like synergy, right? You could buy the you could buy like the 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 wands uh, or the paintbrushes, oh, that's paintbrushes. Right. Yeah, 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 And uh, you could uh, get the little um, Mickey ears and uh, when you like flicked your paintbrush, it would change the ears to different colors, and you could you could literally paint the night. Uh, and so, yes, uh, beautiful. yeah, beautiful. I just loved the kind of the interactivity of it. the The theme song, the music of it, I thought was really cool too. So, yeah. um, it's like you're a big fan of Wreck-It Ralph. You know the 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 end credit song for Wreck-It Ralph. Yes, it's like the same. They basically use the same uh, tune, and they change oh. the lyrics, uh, but uh, but it's a fun, it's, it's very bouncy, it's very catchy... Yeah, I, I love the song for that, too. So um, those are a couple of their big nighttime uh, parades. Uh, I know you've mentioned before, like, you're a big fan of the Christmas uh, parade. Huge um, Which kind of happens at night only because, like, because um, the weather changes, right? These these two yeah. that we've talked about are, are mainly summer uh, summertime parades, you know. So, do you have any memories of the Christmas parade, like at nighttime?
1: I just remember how I saw it when Small World, like at this, because you can see the parades either from they come through the Main Street train
0: station and all the way to Small World, or they start Small World end at the train station. We like to watch
1: the parades at the Small World area, Mm -hmm. and just think it's a little bit more chill than the Main Street one. And so just going from the incredible Christmas lights in the small world to this fun parade with reindeer and snowmen and Santa Claus, and it was like such a great Christmas moment, you know, just to have the lights of the small world and then the lights of the parade. It was uh, it was great. Have you seen the Christmas parade before?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's, it's a special one uh, because, and I think we've talked about this before, but uh, like, I love that it starts with Mickey because most parades, yeah. most parades end with Mickey, right? Yes. yes. Um, but I love that it starts with him, and then uh, it ends with Santa. I, I think yeah, that's I best. think that's a really cool um, idea that they kind of switch it up a little bit for Christmas. So yeah, yeah, I, I just I, I love that one. And then like the out oh, the the reindeer always stick out to me. And then like they have the dancers dressed up as like gingerbread men, like yeah uh, it's just yeah I, I love that one so and obviously christmas is very much about lights uh and so having that experience uh at night uh is is really special so yeah and some of the music and disney parades can be definitely bordering on cheesiness
1: yeah but i mean you can't get wrong with just christmas music yeah. I mean, it's, it's the easiest choice in the world to have music everyone's gonna like and so that's good. Have you seen
0: the Halloween parade? I I don't think I have, honestly. Have you ever been to the Halloween thing? I haven't been to the Halloween party, so... Me neither. Yeah. And I think it's exclusive. Like, come to the party because it's the only place you'll see the Halloween parade. Yeah, and which we just... I've, I've been I've been to the park on a Halloween party day, but I got kicked yeah. out because I didn't, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> didn't pay yeah. for the party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, that sounds really funny love to see that yeah yeah like some of these special events and i I would be curious um to to know like because we had we both had annual passes at one point and i'd be curious to know if there were any special like annual pass holder events that have special parades or or nighttime experiences Um, because like one of i went to one uh, annual pass holder event while while we had our pass and it was for the Indiana Jones um, 20th anniversary in uh, in 2015. And uh, they had some cool nighttime experiences where they had like a, a stunt show in Adventureland with like uh, with Indy running around and stuff like that. Um, and then they had a panel with Tony Baxter where he talked about um, nice. the construction of the ride and the development of it and stuff. So I'm, I'm curious to know if there's any additional, you know, annual pass holder events where there's you know, unique uh, nighttime experiences. Because I just, we only had it for the year, and I only went to that one event. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'd be really fascinated to know uh, what what else there is to, to offer, you know. Yeah,
1: that'd be cool. What I'd love to know, are the people who do the parade, do you think they're just regular old cast members and when the parade's over, they're heading over to Snow White to run the system you know
0: or do you think they're hired to be dancers what do you think yes i i'd have to look it up but i'm pretty sure there's like a whole separate um uh like wing to to disney parks that's specifically Uh for like disney arts and disney performance um so like i imagine those cast members are specifically hired as dancers or you know some of the shows like like the frozen or aladdin show at california adventure yeah. I'm sure those people are specifically hired to sing or to perform on stage, you know. Interesting. Um, yeah. So I would I would imagine most of those people on. The, well, I'm I'm curious though about the, you know, when the princesses go by on their float. Like, are those yeah. the normal princesses that like, you know, uh, are there during the day that you get to say hi to, or are they like special princesses who only yeah. get to go on the float? I don't. know. <laughs> I <love her. laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, but I'm sure the dancers, because, like, I've seen, like, little specials on TV or on Disney Plus about, like, the choreography for some of the parades and dances and stuff, and, yeah. and those people are, are, they're not your normal Disney cast members, like you say, who just operate Snow White, they're specifically yeah. hired to, to do those performances, so... Which is really cool because that's hard, man, like to do that every single day, twice, twice a day, you know, for how many days is, is pretty incredible. So, well, I had a question for you. Yeah. How would you feel if
1: they do like one big parade, but then they do a bunch of small, random mini parades like you're walking down the street and then they have just one float of the Lion King like that just cruises on down? with its own music attached to it. Like, w- would that be cool? Would that be too hard and practical if just, you know, every twice an hour they
0: just threw one of the floats down the path and said, here you go, enjoy. Yeah, I, I like it. I like the idea in concept because it's getting to the, the whole thing that um, I think they've done a lot more of the last about five years where just characters are just walking around. Uh, yeah. The characters hop on the rides with you. Um, when you think about Galaxy's Edge and just Ray and Chewbacca and Stormtroopers and stuff walking around, um, it it it, it kind of follows those lines that you're talking about. Um, I don't know how practical it would be. Yeah, it's probably. But man, like it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting idea because then you could kind of theme it and have you could have the Lion King float just maybe go up and down Adventureland or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, yeah, or, you know, you yeah. could have a Toy Story float, you know, you could have Woody and Bullseye and and uh, and Jesse go through Frontierland or something or, um, you know, so you could kind of theme it that way, um, which goes to kind of the immersive quality that they've been going for lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just because the first thing I, I could see is just a, a crowd just like engulfing that float and uh-huh. just and just bottlenecking yeah. things. <laughs> true, that's true. <laughs> but no, I like it's like a it's like a mobile meet and greet almost the kind of idea, yeah. which is kind of cool. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's a good idea, good idea. So let's get to kind of our I guess our controversial uh, aspect today. Our, our the two big nighttime shows at Disneyland currently, mm-hmm. and that is the first one is Fantasmic. Uh, which started in 1992. Oh, wow, it's old. Yeah, and it it hasn't changed a whole lot. I mean, it's changed here and there. They've updated, obviously, technology. They've added in certain scenes and taken a few things out. But for the most part, it's about the same as it has been. Um, But when it it premiered in the early 90s, uh, it was this revolutionary thing. They took over Tom Sawyer Island uh, Uh at night. And you could gather around the rivers of America, and you know there's this sh- it's, there's a live show, live performance that's happening with Mickey and some of the other characters, uh, and then uh, this water projection uh, that was kind of brand new at the time uh, is shows these images and and starts telling the story. There's laser lights all over the place. They incorporate pyrotechnics and fire and. Uh, different things, and then probably my favorite aspect of it is it actually has a story behind it, It's actually it has a plot uh, which is, you know, the uh, the imagination uh, of Mickey becoming nightmares and the villain's trying to take over, and he's got to fight him, uh, and so there's some really cool stuff there, and then I think what could be the best piece of like original Disney music that's original to the parks is the, is the phantasmic theme This is one of my favorite things to do at Disneyland is to watch Fantasmic. I've loved it since I was a kid. Uh, And so, um, what are your thoughts on on Fantasmic? Because I know you're not, like, the biggest fan of it, so... No, (laughs) I actually don't have any good memories of Fantasmic. (laughs) Uh, I never understood the story. It's probably just because I was so
1: cramped, like, just so many people (laughs) crammed into each other. And... Many last time I saw it, I had one kid on my shoulders, and I was holding one kid. So imagine one kid in my arms, one kid on my shoulders. So two kids I'm holding up, trying to get them to see. I think I'm on my tiptoes at the same time, so I get a good view. (laughs) And I'm hungry and so tired and. There's just a sea of, cell- this is not a fantastic problem, but there's just a sea of cell phones. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm watching this thing through this one guy's tiny cell phone <laughs> screen and I'm in so much pain and uncomfortable that uh, I just wasn't feeling it. And with, if you have little kids, it's this would be a hard thing because
0: yeah. if you
1: don't have a good view, you're in trouble and kids don't can't see too well when there's a bunch of adults around and so it's kind of like not the most kid friendly thing
0: and before I had kids I just kind of saw that as prime time for rides okay yeah
1: which is a kind of a little hint if you're not interested in a parade wait till the parade start and then just go hard on the rides because there's going to be a giant amount of people at that thing and not at the rides and those are also good moments when people leave I've found it's like a good way to to exit like oh Fantasmic's over time to go home or the parade's over time to go home and so those are like things where if you are somewhere else in the park you're gonna have a more fun time so but i need you to tell tell, like in one minute explain to me the story because i've never understood what the story is
0: well mickey uh is trying to get people to like have imagination right and uh his imagination basically uh, is trying to be taken over by the Disney villains. And so he's got to fight against them. So the beginning of it, the beginning of the first, what, like 10 minutes uh, show all the good guys of Disney. Right. And you get to see the princesses go by uh, and on the projection, you get to see Pinocchio and all these different characters. Um, And then, uh, you know, about 10 minutes in the, the, the evil queen shows up and she's like, I want to take over Mickey's imagination and turn his imagination into, into a nightmare. Uh, and Gosh, that, she says a nightmare phantasmic. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so then she concocts like this spell basically to take over his imagination. And so the villains will win. Uh, and so then you see the projection of like Ursula and then, um, yeah. I, I, I always forget the order of things, but like, this that the super cool ka comes down Tom Sawyer Island's like this huge snake that has these like light beams shooting out of it. That was right. Drag- that yeah. was cool. I remember that. And I mean, and I'm not sure what order it is, but like I love when the when the pirate ship comes out and and they have the stunt performers doing Peter Pan. The last time I saw it, it was Jack Sparrow and, and Pirates of the Caribbean. But oh, man, like some of those stunts are just just incredible. But um, so then the bad guys. Kind of try to, try to take over uh, Mickey's imagination, and then obviously Mickey says, you know, this is my dream, uh, and ah. and he he defeats uh, the big dragon. The dragon comes out, and he shoots the big kind of firebolt out of his uh, out of his sword, and uh, defeats defeats uh, Maleficent. So. Yeah, it's just it's it's a, it's like a con, like a twenty minute condensed version of like Good versus Evil, you know, like okay. a, a Disney version of Good versus Evil, you know. Got uh, it. So, is, is he talking to us, the audience, or is it kind of like? Yeah, like you're I.
1: Just watching. Like is he talking to us or, or no?
0: At, at at certain points, yeah, like okay. when he, um, gosh, at the at the end. Um, when he says, "Like, yeah, this is this is my this is my dream, this is my imagination, and that sort of thing," yeah, there's kind of like a addressing the audience uh, kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope that helps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that you said it, I'm like maybe I did understand it because I remember there's the part where the good guys are on the boat, and then the part where the bad guys. So it's, it's not the most complex story. No, but no. Uh, yeah, but now, now that you talk about it, I do remember it.
0: Well, and that, so that was gonna be like I, I, had a, I had a couple of questions for you like, yeah, because you and you kind of touched on it, but um, you were telling the story about being cramped, you know and having your kids on your shoulders and stuff. Do you have yeah. any do you have any fond memories of it as a, as a kid or you, you were just more concerned with going on rides? Totally on
1: rides. Like I would never would have dreamed of watching a parade before I had kids. But now that I have kids, like I enjoy them and I'm into them. And so, like, if Fantasmic could be a good experience for kids, I'm sure I'd love it. It's just, you know, at at nighttime, I think people get a little more crazy, too. At at nighttime, because it's dark, um, (laughs) people get a little more rough and a little more pushy, you know. So that maybe turns me off a little bit, too. But I don't don't remember ever seeing it before
0: I had kids. Okay. Yeah. So my other question is: They've actually done a few things to try to alleviate some, a little at least, some of that crowded feeling. Um, They uh, instituted a fast pass, so now you have to get a pass in order to to view the show. Because I remember when I was a kid, you would have to, if you wanted a good spot, you'd have to camp out in front of the Rivers of America like two or three hours beforehand. (laughs) I know. You know. That's right. Uh, So they don't allow that anymore, which is a good thing um and now they also have the dining packages where you can get preferred uh-huh. viewing so if you eat at um i think i think it's blue bayou uh and then um i think it's the river bell um which is right right there um and then you can uh, get the uh, eat at hungry bear i think um oh, cool. and get a get a preferred viewing pass but um so like what do you think about some of those changes that they've at least tried to make because that definitely is one of, as a kid, that was definitely one of the big issues was the, the, the crowd uh, gathering for Phantasmic. So um, what do you think of those maybe like minor changes that they're trying to alleviate that? Uh, that's a great idea because
1: I think that everything should be fast, fast. Like there should be a parade fast, fast. I mean, like if you want to be smart and plan your day out, that'd be good to have that opportunity. I'm sure I, I totally think that's a, a great idea. Is is it just like, is it almost like, here's tier one and that sells out and here's tier two, or is it like, this is the fast pass area? And so, like, do you know exactly
0: how that works? I think there's just, like, uh, World of Color, which which we'll talk about next, um, has different little tiers and levels. I'm not sure about Phantasmic. It might just be one big area. Uh, but I do know the the preferred viewing they have roped off because we've done that before. They have it roped off, and you actually get really good viewing, really good seats uh, for for the show with the preferred viewing. So I would definitely recommend that if if you're capable of that, like it's it's worth it. Yes. Um, so let's talk about the other the other big nighttime show. Oh, b- uh, before we move on. Yeah. Um, one little story is uh during lunchtime during the quarantine mm-hmm. i'm
1: in charge uh during lunch and so i always put on a disneyland spotify playlist <laughs> while
0: i'm with the kids and each song like three minutes four minutes except when the fantastic track rolls on uh-huh. it's the whole show it's oh god! Like wow. oh gosh yeah and and you're dead on
1: about the music like the music is so good and every time it goes on, my kids, I kind of want to skip it because it's so long. My kids <laughs> don't let me, we have to listen to the whole thing. And they're always asking me what's happening. They're like, Daddy, what's happening? i like, I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> he is fighting someone bad. Um, just call me well, up yeah. and I'll, I'll narrate for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but they, uh, they love it.
1: And so the, the music pretty much plays every day at our house. And the kids always enjoy
0: it. So. That's good. So I'm glad you like the music because I, I, just, I just love it. So much. Um So let's park up to California Adventure, and I'll, I'm gonna hand this off to you uh, because uh, I, I really, I really like World of Color a lot. Um, I like the show uh, itself. So just watch it. But I know you've, I know you've got some problems with the show, but you also have, you also have some bigger problems with just the fact that the show is there. So why don't you kind of talk about, talk about that a little bit? Sure. So my
1: big problem with the show is I think it's just kind of boring. It's just like when you see it the first time the water thing, you're like, that's cool. And in Fantasmic, they do it and it's and it's cool. But the 20 minute show, you're like, yeah, I get it. Like, it's it's cool to see a big screen of water. And my char- my characters I love running across, it just kind of gets a little old for me. I remember the first time we went, we thought it was going to be awesome. And then we got to the front row, I think, because we wanted good seats. And they said, warning, you may get a
0: little wet in the front row. Have you ever sat in the front row? No, I don't think coming? I've ever sat that close, no. <laughs> they said, warning,
1: you might get wet. Well, we were like completely soaked. Like oh God. like splash mountain level of just <laughs> complete wetness from sitting that close. So that part, and especially at nighttime, that's not the most fun time to be completely drenched. Um, the actual things they have are cool the there's the part when they do the the fire is there's a moment where they have a pirate scene
0: mm-hmm. and you see Jack's barrel on the water but then they have
1: these huge flames of fire those are fun
0: but yeah, i think that lasts overall, a long time it's, too it's like yeah. it's not just oh, yeah. like some like little spark it's like 5 <laughs> yeah, or 10 like seconds of fire you know? <laughs> yeah yeah no, it's it's cool
1: and the fountains like the dancing water moving around that's cool too so it's definitely better than i'm giving it credit for i just remember thinking like this is it a little bit underwhelming and and the bigger part you were mentioning is to me that's a super underutilized thing it's it's a pretty huge footprint fantastic doesn't have a big footprint because you can still visit Tom Sawyer's Island. You can still go on the Mark Twain boat on the Rivers of America. So it's it's not preventing anything from being there. But the entire lake in Pixar Pier is dedicated to to World of Color. And I think, what are some cool things you could have there instead of just, in my opinion, a
0: pretty mediocre show? Yeah, it's funny because we've had this conversation... Um, on a previous episode and, and uh, I had never really thought about that and I totally get it now. I really, I, I see that point of view and I, I, I agree with it there. It is underutilized because you could, you could have some cool um, attraction or at least maybe even some like entertainment on the water, you know, um, yeah. where you could have boats go by or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, because it's, because that, Fountain system is so sophisticated. I don't even think they can put anything in there at this point. So I, I get it from that point of view. I still like the show a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just because I get swept away in the music. Because one of the best things about Fantasmic is the like we were saying. I, I like the story of it. Mm-hmm. World of Color has no story. Um, yeah. So, but I, they use they use the Disney music really well. And I just kind of get swept away by that, I guess. Um, and so, um, I, I enjoy, I love the colors and the the fountains and the water and stuff. Um, but it's definitely one of the things that if we don't have time for, or, you know, we're too busy or we want to go on a ride or something, it's definitely one of the first things that gets kind of scratched off the list. Sure. You know, um, Whereas Fantasmic, Fantasmic every once in a while doesn't, we don't get to watch it, uh, but it's one of one of my priorities. Whereas World of Color is one of the things that you know, we don't have to do on a on a particular yes. day. Whereas I really try to go to Fantasmic if I can. There are a couple, um, different World of Color shows that they've, that they've done. Um, they did a big, um, 60th, uh, uh, version for it for the uh, 60th anniversary of Disneyland. Um, they, it was more historical. Uh, they showed a lot of archival footage of Disneyland and of Walt Disney, like Neil Patrick Harris, like narrated it. Uh, Uh, so that was, that was pretty cool. That was, that was unique. Um. And then, um, they have a winter version called winter dreams, um, okay. which I think I've told this story before, but, um, we went to California Adventure as chaperones, um, with, uh, with a friend of ours who is a teacher and, okay. um, it was in like fall of 2013. It was like November, uh, uh like October, November. And they were uh, testing the first round of Winter Dreams. They had never done it before. They'd never done a different version. Uh, because World of Color premiered in 2010. So this is 2013. So it had always just, oh, yeah. been, it had always just been the same thing. So they were going to try this winter version. And so in the morning, they had a special annual pass holder um, showing of it, which we didn't see. But then they had like a special like public viewing of like. Uh, like a soft opening, if you will, and um, Kathleen and I were were we really enjoyed it. But the problem was, and kind of the comical thing now was that the whole um, the whole show was narrated by Olaf. <laughs> okay. And he was just he was this character, kind of hosting uh, hosting the show, if you will. And he would introduce a new song or, you know, he, he would just pop up here and there throughout the, uh, throughout the show. Well, it's Olaf, right? That's a given. It's winter time. Yeah. The problem was this was like early November of 2013 and frozen had not come out yet. <laughs> and uh, which meant Kathleen and I had never seen frozen before. So we have this random snowman <laughs> showing up <laughs> with and with, with the weird, you know, funny voice and we're like, who is who the heck is this character? <laughs> so we're we kind of looked at each other and we're like, what the heck is going on? I guess we got to see this Frozen movie, so yeah, yeah, that's great, that's <laughs> good, yeah. So we, but but yeah, we we enjoy the show and like I I, I really do get your point of view at this point, so because um, I was at first I was kind of taken aback and I was like, what, but then I was like thinking, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I get it, I get it. Um, two, two more things, real quick, is
1: that. There's uh, many times where I go and they're working on it and so the lake is like dry or super low and you just kind of see the pipe sticking out and it doesn't look that cool at all. It's kind of like junky a little bit. And the other thing is, it's kind of a tangent, but do you know in Disneyland when you are next to Small World and Matterhorn and there's this little tiny water area Mm -hmm. where they have like snacks or something? Do you know what I'm talking
0: about? Is that like where you're talking about where the where the uh, smoking section used to be? Yes, yes. Did you know there used to be a water ride over there? I I yes. I don't know what it. I don't know what it was or. Yes, but I do remember hearing about that. <laughs> yeah, so I I didn't know
1: that. Until I saw a video just this past week, but it was a
0: motorboat ride where okay. people could ride their own motorboats, and then it kind of had a track like Autopia. Yeah, like Autopia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then
1: it was themed to, like, gummy bears during the 90s
0: yes, for yes. Disney
1: TV or whatever, but, like, I think that would have been so... Just having more stuff on the water is fantastic. The David Crockett canoes are one of my favorite things to do in Disneyland. They could do something similar there. I mean, the the it's a big enough lake where they could even almost have two rides there if, yeah. they, if they really wanted to. And so... I just kind of feel like it's a, uh, it's a little bit underutilized.
0: That's all. So cool. So those are that's kind of an overview of a lot of the nighttime attractions and shows and experiences at Disneyland. And so, yeah. Mark, let's do like a quick um, ranking of like our top three uh, nighttime experiences and nighttime shows at Disneyland. So do you, do your number three real quick. Okay, so um, I'm just going to try to focus on
1: ones we did not hit on already.
0: Okay. So um, I'm going to go, and these are, may sound kind of weird, but the first, number three is going to be Pixie Hollow. Okay. Have you
1: been to Pixie Hollow before?
0: Yeah, uh, we've met Tinkerbell there, yeah. But not yeah. at night, though.
1: So one time me and my wife, this is before we had kids, this two of us were going, and it was nighttime, and we were trying to get to Tomorrowland. And we thought here's a little shortcut and we had no clue what pixie hollow was so we went (laughs) through it and we're like oh crap this is a dead end but it's cool because they have like big flowers and it feels like we're an ant or whatever and then all of a sudden the lights turned on and we're like oh crap are we not supposed to be here and then they had a whole show with water jumping between lily pads and big lights going on and really dramatic music (laughs) we're the only people there and it kind of felt like our own little private pixie hollow light show at, at nighttime and so i've always had a fondness for for that so that's gonna be i got there's still that out there something i really appreciated. i don't know if it's even around anymore but i loved it next one is have you been
0: to the princess place at nighttime before the uh, the fantasy fair yeah fantasy yeah are you gonna yeah, talk yeah. about rapunzel's tower yeah yeah I, mean, I don't know if that would fit as like a show it's probably not but
1: It was one of those things we weren't expecting. We were just kind of chilling in there. And then we heard this music, her singing, and we looked at the cool lamppost and it started to change colors and her hair started to change colors. And it was like a super magical moment. And so it's like a little fun thing that I wanted to throw out there. And then, let me look at my list. The only other thing would be um, the projections. I did talk about this a lot, but... My favorite place to watch the projections is at Small World okay. because Main Street can be so cramped. It is cool on Main Street because the whole Main Street is full of projections. Every single facade all the way down Main Street is lit up, with synced up to the music. It's really cool, but Small World is a little bit smaller of a crowd, and the Small World facade is just so cool. And you see the projections on there, so that'd be my number one. Is check out small world for the
0: facades. That's cool, man. So yeah, my my quick top three. Um, I'll I'll mention. Uh, I've, we've already talked about these, but I just I loved the Paint the Night Parade. Uh, it was good. Really I, good. I I just it was it was. I think there's a couple things why I love it so much that go beyond just the parade, but it's when uh, we had our annual pass. And so there was this special quality to that, I guess. Yes, yes. (laughs) And then it was during the 60th Diamond Celebration is when they premiered it. And so it's kind of tied up in that kind of uh, those memories uh, for me. So I I just thought it was so unique. And I feel like it kind of, at least for me, with not having a lot of sentimentality for the, I mean, like I said, I like it a lot, but the Electrical Light Parade does not have this like emotional attachment for me. Um, So, I feel like it kind of almost in some ways one-upped the um, Electrical Light Parade. So, I just love that. Um, And then, obviously, Fantasmic is my favorite of the nighttime shows. And I've talked a lot about that already. But, um, And then, the other thing I'll I'll mention is kind of my top thing is I love that Disneyland makes a big deal about turning on the lights. Uh, And so... uh um, like when they turn on the lights uh, for small world, especially at Christmas time, it's yes. this magical thing. When the lights on Main Street go on, uh, I know we were there uh, during christmas uh, Christmas time uh, this past year. and they make a big deal about they do like a countdown for turning on the Christmas the big giant Christmas tree. You know, um, and then Cars Land at night when those lights go on, uh, it's just a it's a special moment. So if you can be somewhere where you can see the lights, and you could you, it's it's this weird moment where you can see Disneyland for a split second, totally different. You know, it's it's it starts one way and it ends a different way when all the lights go on. Uh, And so I'll I'll throw that out there as kind of like this these magical moments where you can see Disneyland in in a different way. So. I'm am st- still jealous. Think about all the time about you on the train, yeah. going right by Small World when the small the Christmas lights <laughs> turned off. <on. laughs> still, still man, I, I just yeah, that's one of my favorite memories, man. It's uh, such a good yeah. memory. Um, so those are those are that's kind of an overview of all the different uh, nighttime shows. I, I had kind of one more question before we wrap up, yeah. Mark. Okay. We've talked about shows and experiences and that sort of thing. Uh huh. Is there a particular ride at Disneyland that you like to do specifically at night? That Because a, a, a lot of the rides are, a lot of them are inside, right? Inside of a show building. True. But is there, yeah. su- is there one ride that is like, man, I got to do this at night?
1: Well, I got a couple answers.
0: Okay. I believe that the Big Thunder Mountain at okay. nighttime is a whole different experience. So cool and so fun
1: at nighttime. Splash Mountain's awesome, even though you're inside a lot, it's just the bottom, the the drop seems like you don't know when it's going to (laughs) end at nighttime, so I love that part. Also, I was going to mention this earlier, I think the tiki room at
0: nighttime, yeah, when you actually in, the
1: the room, it's, it's not any different than daytime, but the little outside area is really, really cool, and if you take the time to go to each statue and the music turns on and there's pyrotechnics, and there's fire, and there's water, and cool lights. So the little tiki room pre-show at nighttime is awesome. It's, like, really, really unique. And and it's, it's one of my favorite things because it transports you so much to, like, Hawaii specifically. Mm-hmm. When you're in Adventureland, you're not kind of sure. You're in like, Asia somewhere, I guess. Yeah. But when you're in that little tiki room courtyard, it's like you get strong – 1960s Hawaii vibes, like a specific time and specific place that I love, and it's really captured at
0: nighttime. So I've got two at Disneyland and one at California okay. Adventure. All right. I'm surprised you didn't say this, but Haunted Mansion.
1: Uh, you're right. Especially Christmas time, nighttime's even better. But you're right.
0: You're yeah, right. it's it's it it feels you're so it, right. it feels like a like a haunted house. You know, it truly yeah. does. You know, at nighttime. And then yeah, this, yep, yep. then the second one for me at Disneyland is Matterhorn. Um, it one. it seems it seems scarier at night. Like mm-hmm. it seems like the the snowman's gonna get you even more at yeah. nighttime. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. uh, and then the one at California Adventure is Goofy Sky School. Oh, nice! Because yeah. like that is such a wacky zany coaster. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. at times it literally think it feels like you're gonna just roll right <laughs> right off uh-huh. the track. Uh-huh. And so at night you really can't even see the track, and so you just have no idea where you're going. Uh, that's a so great I, love that. I, I love writing that one at night in particular. So that's a really good. one. So cool, man. This was a this was a fun episode to talk yeah, about, I man. Liked it. Um, so um, if you you know a lot of a lot of Disneyland is 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 a full day, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, get there at rope drop at 8 a.m. and stay till midnight or 1 a.m. And so, if you can make it, some of the nighttime experiences at Disneyland are really cool. Yes, the best. Um, so, uh, Mark, thank you for our episode today. Thank you, man. So, uh, subscribe to 55 of Maine, a Disney podcast. Listen along, share us with your friends, uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so uh, thank you for listening uh,